When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. Hey, everybody. This is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line plot holes a gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy Andrew Sterling has always dreamed of leaving the big city and escaping to a secluded island. No stress, no hassles, no problems. That is, until he met another man trying to escape. I know you're in here. Andrew meets Amos. I have a shotgun. You have a frying pan. And in one wild night... A one million dollars?! And, uh, and a helicopter! Put your weapon down, let your hostage go. Two guys from two different worlds. Maybe you've heard of the Pulitzer Prize. You won that? I did. How much you win? In one fell swoop, became partners in crime. We're gangsters. Freeze! We're outlaws. <laughs> Sounded like they were getting pretty chummy to me. Two people who came to an island for one reason. Get it! To escape. <laughs> Sit! Not you. Nicholas Cage. Contributing to the delinquency of a minor. What do you have to say about that? She looked 18. Samuel L. Jackson, Amos, and Andrew. A comedy about two mismatched men trying to escape from each other. Yeah! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing Nick August Cage. Nick August Cage. With 1993's 
Amos and Andrew. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. We've been avoiding this one. Yeah. I thought I had seen this movie. Apparently I was getting all those other early 90s Nick Cage movies confused. I had never seen this movie and I sort of wish it had stayed that way. Oh, well, I mean, bury the lead, but, uh... Steve? Yes? I'm too sober for this shit. Oh, aren't we all? Uh, let me see what I got to counteract this a bit. Um, let's see. It looks like from the Great Northern Brewing Company we have Going to the Sun India Pale Ale. Is that because you want to chuck this movie into the sun? Mayhaps. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Going to the Sun IPA is built for beer lovers, seeking distinct flavor and balance between the twists and turns of hops and malt. Brewed with premium two-row barley and aromatic northwestern hops, Going to the Sun is <laughs> Going to the Sun is inspired by the picturesque Glacier National Park, an unfiltered brew to enjoy with an unfiltered view. 5.7% alcohol by volume. Where is this? Oh, yes. Uh, brewed and canned by Great Northern Brewery in Salt Lake City, Utah. That's right. This is the one we looked up. That's it right. was like in Montana or something. And they yeah, they went out of and... business, but you went to bottle all the recipes and brews for them. Yeah. Yeah. So was it, wait, did it say for beer lovers or for bear lovers? Because with the accent, it was a little hard to tell. Beer lovers. <laughs> no, I'm a bear. <laughs> Coffee? Yeah. <laughs> Coffee. Beer. C O B E R. All right. Oh, hi, pickles. Welcome to the party. Uh, my top to scare pickles off. Ah, his top. Nice. He must be getting deaf. Uh, the pool. But he does make a great table. Ooh, this is a beautiful golden-colored beverage. It has a white foamy head. Lots of very fine bubbles. Very fine bubbles make me happy. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, honestly, it smells like a brewery on the nose. Like, mm. you get that, like, sweet malt hit and then follow it up with a little of the uh, oh, wow. aromatics from the hops. Yeah, a lot of pine and mm. a little bit of citrus and stuff. There you get a little, little, little dankness, but... Yeah, just nice, well-rounded, too. You get a little caramel notes and stuff. Is it just me, or does this remind you of, like, the Elevation 66 uh, Pale Ale? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I can see it, yeah. I'm trying to, like, yeah, a little little dankness to it. Right? I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we had a good, uh, a good dank, almost uh, mossy kind of idea. Yeah, earth, <laughs> kind of earthy, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Going to the sun. Yeah, from the Great Northern Brewing Company. Apparently in Salt Lake City, Utah. I think this one we got at Uinta, right? Like Uinta yes, this is one it. of the yeah, ones yeah. your wife picked up. Excellent choice. Beautiful. You're welcome, handsome. Thanks for letting me drop a C-note on beer. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of excellent choices, 1993's Amos and Andrew. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> oh my god, I was able to say it. Uh, from writer-director E. Max Fry. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, babe, this may shock you. This is the only movie he directed. What? But he wrote Something Wild, uh, which is a Jonathan Demme movie with uh, Jeff Daniels, uh, Melanie Griffith, and Ray Liotta. I think it was like right around, maybe a year or two before this one. Uh, okay. He also wrote this. Uh, Palmetto, an episode of Band of Brothers, okay. and 2014's Foxcatcher. The uh, wrestling one with Steve Carell and Channing Tatum. I don't oh, think you watched it with I me, but I told watch you about it. it. Yeah. But, it's yeah. pretty good. All but, right. But yeah, he 
this guy wrote that. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, uh, starring Sir Nicholas Cage as Amos O'Dell <gasps> and Samuel L. Jackson as Andrew Sterling. Who's <laughs> he, Steve? Who's <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson? Nick Fury! No. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Elmore McElroy or whatever <laughs> uh, Formula 51? Yeah. You may know him from... <laughs> From all the Marvel movies. Uh, also starring... Oh, Spike Lee joints? He's in a few of those. <laughs> uh, also starring Dabney Coleman, Michael Lerner, Brad Dorif, Giancarlo Esposito, Tracy Walter, and more. Oh, babe, was this your first time watching this movie? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, pretty sure it was mine too. I, I, I must... Yeah. This movie is stacked. Like, just... Stars on stars on stars for a movie that, spoiler alert, pe- big old piece of fucking trash. My whole, the whole time watching this movie, I'm like, oh my god, these guys are going to win Academy Awards in like the next two years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else, I, 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 I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to it, but nobody in this movie does a bad job. I mean. Uh, it's not the actor's fault this yeah. movie sucks. All the actors are yeah, yeah, doing yeah. what the, they're directed to do. This movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck this movie. I kept, I was watching it going like, so when does it get funny? So guys, uh, peek behind the curtain here. We watched this movie a month ago and um, we were going to have uh, Wes from uh, Via VHS Podcast join us. Unfortunately, he kept having uh, uh, internet problems and he like, he had a new That's laptop. I mean, <laughs> look, I'm going to drop a little clip here where he's going to tell you his thoughts on the movie. Uh, prepare yourself. <laughs> he loved it. He thought it was the greatest movie he'd ever seen. He wished all movies were like this. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, see? He said it was great. It's his favorite movie of all time. <laughs> you, you didn't even hear it. Don't you, <laughs> don't you mess up my curtain. <laughs> sorry, Wes. I'm I, sorry. I can guarantee that's not what he said. Because <laughs> I'm from the future. Oh, future Steve. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I must have confused this with, like, Trapped in Paradise and uh, uh, It Could Happen to You. Like, all those other, like, early 90s Nick Cage movies. You know, before he perfected acting with, like, Face Off and <laughs> Con right? Air and <laughs> The Rock and whatnot. Because, yeah, there are definitely parts of this movie I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is horrible. But we start off. <gasps> Beyond the sea, somewhere. That's right, we get a little... Uh, somewhere waiting for me. Yep, a little fairy uh, going into town. I, I assume this is supposed to... I don't think they ever say the name of the city or whatever, but I suppose it's... I think it's supposed to be like Nantucket Island or something. It's like, Horsehead Island from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, 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 there we go. <laughs> There's an awful lot of carrots in this, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Fish Order ruined this movie. Uh, uh, but... <laughs> no, Mr. Mr. Fish Order's back on the mainland. At the oh, Wonder yeah, Wharf. The yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening to this and you don't watch Bob's Burgers, you're missing out. So <laughs> watch that instead of this fucking movie. <laughs> so we see this fairy coming into the island or whatever, and, and then it like cuts to uh, one of those super racist jockeys on somebody's front yard. Lawn jockeys. Which, yeah. by the way, there is a guy on Etsy. I couldn't find it to <laughs> screenshot it, but I've seen it go around before. He turns lawn jockeys into Magnum PIs, and they're fucking phenomenal. Oh, wow. <laughs> it makes me want a lawn jockey so I can paint it to look like Magnum. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, this one's a little more um, authentic, sambo-ish. I don't know. Uh, but luckily, a dog then comes by and pees on it. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe, yeah. all right, maybe, all right. maybe this will be a good thing. I don't know. And we see it's a uh, this guy's house named Phil. Uh, he's played by Michael Lerner. You might know him as the guy that looks like uh, Roger Ebert. Yeah, hops up in a bunch of things like Godzilla and all that. And then we cut to Nicolas Cage in a cage. <laughs> Literally in a cage. He's Nicholas Caged. Yeah, he's like in a, a drunk tank or something. Yeah, he's a little the local holding cell or whatever at the the small town jail. I don't know, like something like that. Uh, we see Samuel L. Jackson. He's driving in his uh, he's driving in his car on his car phone, and I'm like, oh, I want him to get wrapped around a tree a little bit, but I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, Nick Cage gets a call uh, that. We find out the chief of police is uh, Dabney Coleman, and uh, his deputy is Brad Dorif. And I'm like, oh my god, all these people are in this movie. This is great. <laughs> so good. And then I, th- I think it was Nicolas Cage. Like, he has this tattoo uh, of, like, a pool ball on his arm that says, like, it's like the four ball, and then it says play under it. And I'm like, foreplay? All right, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm guessing that was his first tattoo the day he turned 18 and got really drunk. <laughs> yeah, we uh we we go back to to Phil's house and him and his wife, who by the way the wife is like 20 years younger it looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. I thought it was his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Until like Phil. halfway through the fucking movie. <laughs> well, they're like, "Hey, we got to go see our new neighbors." They just moved in the house down the street. Or, yeah, that's right. They like out for a walk or whatever. They're, they're going to go see their old neighbors. They must be in town for the summer. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because that's how this fucking gets started. Yeah. They're going to go see the the old their old neighbor friends. They saw a car pull in. Oh. Oh, must have must have got a new car over the winter. <laughs> I like how they shit. go for the walk. And, oh, that's right. Because they were out on the walk and they almost got hit. And they were like, it must be one of the kids driving and their car they got yep so uh what do they see when they go up to the house babe <gasps> there's a black man inside <gasps> there's a black man messing with stereo equipment it and we know it's samuel l jackson he's bought the house and he's setting up his stereo so that he can you know sleep there before right. loading all the other boxes or something uh, uh but of course they run off and immediately call the cops and then they decide you know what we should go back and see what the cops are going to do. <laughs> and and I love how, I, I think one of them literally says, I'm not a racist, but and I'm like, oh, that's going down. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Somehow there's hostages involved. Like, like at least that's what oh, they're because ta- uh, Oh, they that's right. They think the kids are there. Yeah. 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 That's right. They're so... talking to the guy like, oh yeah, they must have hostages. Cause you know, the, the other people are there, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we saw the McKinleys, or whatever the fuck their name is. They've got to be there. One of their kids almost ran us over earlier. Oh, so <laughs> By the way, guys, this is a comedy. Keep this in mind as we go through these events. Uh, let us know when you find the jokes, too. Uh, so, yeah, the chief... Uh, we, we find out Chief Dabney Coleman. He's, like, running for county commissioner, too. And so he's like, well, we can't have crime around here, so uh, suit up and let's go get him. Clack, clack. And they pull up in front of the house. It's uh, it's it's nighttime now, and uh, Brad Dorif starts putting um, basically blackface on. Like he's putting like oh no, it's an it's it's yeah. cover because it's night camouflage. Yeah, but it's a lot, and 
you see the white of his eyes, and yeah, they're grabbing shotguns. Guys. Oh, oh, the and the the sheriff like legit like looks at him and is like, "Really? What is yeah. not time?" Yeah, I don't want to give away my position or some shit. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, we, we there's also this uh, random like freelance reporter running around, and he starts interviewing the uh, uh, Phil and his wife. Yeah, and but... and they start going into like, oh my god, like oh yeah, we got there and there was a. You know, uh, uh, an African American gentleman there. There was, a, and... there was a thug in the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, okay, so the cops start moving in, and Brad Dorf, like, I don't know, he's like trying to like get position around the, the car or whatever, and he bumps into uh, Samuel Jackson's BMW, and it sets off the car alarm, and so Samuel Jackson's like, "What the fuck's going on out there? Who the fuck's touching my car?" He uh, goes out, turns off the alarm. Shots fired! Clow, clow, clow! Clow, clow, clow! He's got a gun! And there's a whole fucking flip into the goddamn car. Dozens of shots, every single one of them missed, thank God. Yeah, because, like, it's a deputy dumb fuck starts, and then the other deputies do, and the sheriff's like, Stop! Stop! (laughs) And then the alarm goes off again, because Brad Dorff's an idiot. And so Brad Dorff then, like, unloads a six-shooter into the engine of the car to shut it off, and as I've written down... Fuck this movie <laughs> already. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We got more. Uh, yeah, they start saying, oh, yeah, he had a gun. And, like, it's a thing. F- oh, yeah, that's it's right. He, like, remote. runs back in the house. It's, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it was the remote fob to turn off the alarm on the fucking car. Yep. And then they uh, they shut the power off, so the lights go off. I don't know. Samuel L. Jackson, like, gets a pan out of one of his, bo- like, you know, frying pan or whatever. And he, like, calls the police, as, as you would. Yeah. And uh, basically the chief then immediately realizes, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Because he, he even gives his name, like, his name's like Andrew Sterling, and he's like... Uh, Why do I know the name Andrew Sterling? Oh, he's that writer. He wrote all those wonderful mystery books your wife reads. He's that famous black guy. Won the Pulitzer Prize and shit like that. Like, oh, shit. Um, oh, yeah, then he runs into, like, the freelance reporters, because, you know, he... he I, I guess he talked with them earlier too and said some things he's gonna regret later <laughs> when he, when they find out that oh he owns the house oh shit and so they like take the tape from the the reporter or whatever and they're like oh what about the first amendment fuck the first amendment <laughs> and I'm like oh this comedy guys comedy fucking comedy oh, yeah. uh, we then cut to uh, Amos Odell played by Nicolas Cage he's back in the drunk tank uh be drunk and disorderly um I, I don't know he's he's got a bit of a record on him but the chief has a proposition for him like, <gasps> okay here we go we then cut to phil and his wife just getting high yeah and uh it's like okay all right well because when when people who are less affluent do it it's a drug problem when they do it it's just to relax oh okay well they've had a long night i'm sure yeah um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah, okay, so yeah, the proposition, uh, I don't know, it gets cut around a little bit, but basically they're like, hey, Nick Cage, we want you to go into this house to pose as the criminal, um, so we can, you know, look like we actually got you, and then when we get you back here, we're just gonna, you know, set you free or whatever, no big deal, just, just make sure, you know, Mr. Sterling or whatever doesn't have a gun and isn't gonna do anything silly when we, when we go in there, and blah, blah, blah. And of course, he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. 
<laughs> I guess. Yeah, it counts as time paid. I'll do it. <laughs> and then when I'm because I'm like, uh, I don't know, fuck yourself. But you know, whatever. It, it's it's given to him as a way out, and he's he's not the brightest uh, crayon in the box, you know. Yeah. So he uh, he breaks in. He's got a gold tooth on. Uh, of course, he's in blackface now too because oh, you know, they rub the, the stuff on him. But because also, you know, yeah, yeah. So they can be like, oh, uh, they must have been confused, and it was this guy instead yeah, of yeah, to- uh, totally, yeah, totally yeah. a black guy. Yep. So yeah, they get a. He goes in. He uh, pulls Sam Jackson out from under the bed, taken style, like by the ankles or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, there's like whole thing like, what are you doing here? This is my house, motherfucker. What are you doing here? And <laughs> I don't know. The, the chief is uh, basically like talking to like the real reporters now because they start showing up. They're like, oh, fuck. And he starts saying like, oh, yeah, we have this uh, Amos O'Dell guy. He uh, broke out of our jail and, uh, you know, we got to get him now. So, uh, you know, Mr. Sterling, uh, we're, gonna, we're doing what we can to preserve his life. But we're trying to negotiate. Blah, 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 blah. So then uh, Nick Cage ties Samuel Jackson up. <laughs> uh, oh. t- like tapes him to a chair. And then uh, th- this is where we get a nice little thing from Sam Jackson. Like, what are you, assassin? Are you trying to kill me because I'm the voice of my people? I'm a doctor. I'm a producer. I'm a director. I'm a Pulitzer Prize winning writer. You you know about your brother where art thou, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he wrote that apparently? Yep. And then Nicholas Cage is like, whoa, whoa, calm down, bro. And he's like, I am not your brother. And at this point, I'm like, wow, this this is this is a movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think at this point, like, Nick Cage is like, all right, I'm coming out in, like, ten minutes or something like that. I don't, or you t- no, no, that's right. He took uh, Sam Jackson's watch. Yeah. Right? For, oh, to make it look like a robbery. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah, like I'm that. sure you got a whole bunch of these, uh, back, you know, back at your main house or whatever. Yeah. You, you seem to be rich. Yeah, but they uh they, they see a TV the TV somehow I, I guess they still had power, they just had the lights turned off or whatever because they were getting shot or you know, Sam Jackson was getting shot at. But they like see on the news, they're like, Oh yeah, Amos O'Dell, uh, you know, is taking hostages, blah blah blah. And he's like, Oh man, I'm screwed. And then he comes out uh, with Samuel Jackson as a human shield and a shotgun and is basically like, I want a million dollars on a helicopter and I'm like, What is happening right now? That is this is going to be a bad movie. Because uh, <laughs> he wants to go to Canada. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he's from Pittsburgh, but he's trying to go to Canada or some shit. Yeah, and there's a whole thing like, well, you're going the wrong way. And he's like, hey, the country's like a big place, man. Yeah. Oh, meanwhile, because we're not racist enough anyway, uh, across the town, country, state maybe, uh, we see Giancarlo Esposito as a reverend, I don't know, Rev Brown or something like that. Uh, he's like, I told you, I told you we shouldn't have moved to Nantucket Island or whatever the hell. Oh, yeah, and the back in, uh, it's Samuel L. Jackson's old hood. Because it's like his sister and the Reverend or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so they're, you know, they're, uh, they're basically forming a nice, uh, you know, 100-man march or million-man mm-hmm. march, as many man marches they can get to go to Nantucket Island, and this is going to be a thing later in the movie, sort of. Which, really. like, this entire movie can go... Is exactly the same movie without the march. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little filler. Yeah, after Nick Cage gives his demands for like the million dollars in a helicopter, they go back in the house and it's like, you got an hour or something like that. But then the chief just like busts in and uh, Cage is like, I'll, I'll shoot him, I'll shoot him, you screwed me, blah, blah, blah. And then this is when Chief Debbie Coleman says, 
Go ahead and shoot that inward. And guys, <laughs> this, it was around this point. I'm like, this may be my least favorite Nick Cage movie. <laughs> it's not his fault, but I'm just, this, yeah. this, this is bad. Granted, I haven't seen World Trade Center. <laughs> I'm sure it's a laugh riot just like this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty rough. Uh, so what happens from here? Yeah, so he drops the gun. I, I don't know. He gets gut checked by the chief. And then he says, he's like talking to Sam Jackson and he's like, hey, I'm sorry about using the N-word back there. Frying pan to the face. Bam! N-word that. <laughs> that was probably the one time I laughed. Uh, Reverend, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, he starts calling up, getting the NAACP involved. Uh, let's see, the chief uh, gets taped up. Uh, and, oh, that's right. And they find the news tape on him, like in his pocket or whatever. And so Nick Cage like puts that in his pocket. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They go out the back of the house where I guess nobody is. Uh, and they and they end up going into Phil's house because he was just the neighbor or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> and they're just chilling out there for a while. Oh, there was something about the dog, the the neighbor's dog. Samuel Jackson doesn't like dogs, but the dog likes Samuel oh, Jackson. Yeah, he says he's allergic. But it turns out he's actually just kind of afraid of dogs or something. Yeah. Or, oh, no, that's right. Like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and, oh, God, Nick Cage says something like, oh, yeah, dogs are colorblind, man. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> just stop. Stop it. So the March shows that's up. That's right. It's a, it's a, like an albino German shepherd named Rommel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because then Samuel L. Jackson was keeps, keeps calling the uh, the couple the Rommel, like Mr. and Mrs. Rommel. And they're like, please stop calling us that. Yeah. Oh, and we also have a recurring uh, cast member f- from our podcast showing up. That goddamn Cabbage Rose wallpaper. Oh my god, Steve's just been putting it out in like every movie now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I see, I see it in fucking Moonfall. I see it in mm-hmm. Amos and Andrew. Almost every uh, goddamn... Uh, Restaurant Impossible, it pops yes. up in. <laughs> oh, and every, like, hotel thing, every time everybody oh, says yeah, those in a hotels. bad hotel. Yeah. <laughs> like, Guys, goddamn wallpaper, I can't escape if it. If the roses are bigger than your hand, like, open, you don't want it as wallpaper. Nope. In fact, if it has roses on it, you don't want it as wallpaper. Yeah, so, yeah, they're, so they're looking through their house, whatever, um, I forget what for, it just for whatever. And they end up finding, like, bondage gear on the bed. And they get little, fuck, white people. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then they tie them up with the bondage gear. Yeah. Oh, well, well I don't think they've shown up yet. Oh, okay. No, I don't think they've shown up yet. Oh, okay. Coming later, guys. Don't worry. Mr. We're getting that Mrs. in there, Mr. and Mrs. Rommel haven't showed up yet. Haven't shown up yet. Yeah, oh, that's right. Amos, like, hits a little roach that was like, oh, that's right, the roach that were smoking earlier. Yeah. And offers it to Andrew. He says, nope. They talk about pets and sea monkeys and then skip. And then, <laughs> this, this where I've written down, these guys are going to have Academy Awards in the next two years. God bless them. Right. <laughs> like, sorry about Amos and Andrew. Here you go. <laughs> um, and then they start talking on the walkie-talkies, and they're, like, talking to the chief. And for some reason, they still think they're at the other house. And like, I, I'm like, even why? Nicolas Cage and, yeah, like, even, the, even them are like, wait, they think we're over there. Yeah, you guys think we're at the house still? We're we're over at like the neighbor's house right now. And he's like, whatever. You're you're a goddamn liar. Don't you call me a liar? Don't you ever call me that? And I'm like, oh my god, this movie's so fucking stupid. Um, uh, Loki hate you all. 
Yeah, and then Nick Cage like starts talking to Sam Jackson, like, "Hey, you got a wife, right? Is she white?" I'm like, "Oh God, damn it!" <laughs> uh, like, so, yeah, yeah. It's like Samuel Jackson's like, "Why do you? Would you think she was white?" Like, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, it could be. And you move like, out to a place like this, gosh. guy like you. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Like, I grew up in Harlem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can grow up in Harlem, but why do you sound like the way you do? My dad didn't want me to sound black, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't care. <laughs> he knew people like you would judge me if I had if I spoke black, so he taught me to speak properly. And he goes into some story about like, oh yeah, he worked 35 years as like the the janitor at some law firm, and he he like died a week after retirement, and yeah, yeah, don't don't think I've forgotten who I am and where I come from. Okay. So then Phil and the wife come home. They're taken as hostages and tied up in the bondage gear. Yeah. Woo! Oh, we get the joke where uh, he tells them to sit and the dogs, <laughs> or tells the dog to sit and they sit. <laughs> Not you guys. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, fuck me. All right. So then they load into the car and uh, <laughs> Amos gets locked out because, you know, he's kind of incompetent. He's yeah. like, come on, let me let me in there. Let's go. We're gonna get out of here. And then we get the this like negotiator who's like just talking for five minutes on the walkie-talkie. I don't know. So anyway, chief chief escapes from you know being tied up in the house. Goes to the back of the house. Tells him he has more hot. Tells him he has more hostages. Wants a million dollar, or uh, Nick Cage tells him he has more hostages. Want a million dollar in a helicopter. Oh my god, will this movie end? Uh, Amos uh, starts eating Doritos. Um, Old school Dorito bag. Shout out to the old school Dorito bag. Yeah. Take a shot. (laughs) Uh, The Phil tells him his name like, oh yeah, I'm Phil Gillen. I'm a good lawyer. I can probably get you off of this if, you know, if you let me free, that kind of thing. He's like, wait, Phil Gillen, why do I know that name? Oh, that's right. From the tape I have here in my pocket. What, what tape? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was in the cop's pocket or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, 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 we don't need to watch that. We don't need to watch that at all, blah, blah, blah. So they watch it, and <laughs> Sam Jackson's just looking at him like, motherfuckers. Mm. Uh, yeah, so then the doorbell rings, um, and a pizza shows up with, uh, <laughs> with a blonde girl. Uh, that's right, it's uh, Heather Graham's sister, Amy. That's right. As the uh, pizza delivery person. So she's a hostage now. All right. But she, like, wants to be there? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess her and Nick Cage were having a, like, oh, you're cute. I'm just r- random dude. I'm delivering a pizza to. Wait, are you are you in blackface? No. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, kind of rubbed like, off at this point. Like, but, uh, oh, and they're like, uh, he, they do the whole, like, so how old are you? 17. That's old enough in Canada, isn't it? I think so. I've never been to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's 17. Uh, babe, how old do you think Nick Cage was in this movie? <laughs> 42. 29. 29. Back in 93, babe. Was, I know, I know. You know, 30 years ago. <laughs> and she was really 22. Don't worry, we don't have to care about that. But, uh, yeah, basically he gets her number. I don't know. Andrew starts figuring everything out. I don't know. Oh, um, Amos gives her the tape to, like, give to, like, the real reporters and show that, you know, the the chief's being a dick. I don't know, whatever. Chopper flies in. Um, 
I, I don't know. Brad Dorf like knocks out a cop. I, I don't know. I don't remember why. Yeah, SWAT's called in, and then that's right. The chief goes out there and he says, "Yeah, they're still in the house. Like he's been in there for a while or something." This movie's fucking yeah. all over the place. Yeah, the, the cops still think they're at the other house. Yeah, even and... when the chief comes out and and is like, "Oh yeah, they went out." went out the back or something but he, he's still like oh yeah yeah they're still at the other house and i'm like what how do they not know they're not there he just came out of there but anyway whatever i don't know man uh yeah andrew tells uh amos uh, you know tells the hostages that amos won't kill them because he's not that kind of guy uh, and of course the gilmans are like oh cool well then white privilege <laughs> let's get going uh, i don't know but uh <laughs> I don't know, they end up giving the keys uh, to the car to Amos, I don't know, call him a pervert or something. I, I have random notes written down at this point. I, I don't remember and it doesn't matter. Oh, no, that's right. The reason I was so confused, because, yeah, they go into the original house, you know, Andrew's house. Yeah. And they beat down Brad Dorif thinking it's... Uh, uh, you know, saying that it's that's Nick Cage because right. he's selling that's the blackface right. stuff or yeah. whatever, and that's right. And they take him in. And I'm like, okay, that's that's great. And then, uh, yeah, Andrew uh, says he wants to go with Amos, and I'm like, why? Okay, cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> You're gonna go to Canada and live their best life because they the, this is when they fell in love, babe. I I, I guess. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh no, they yeah they start having the conversation like. Oh man, you gotta stop living your life so angry and everything, and you know, spare me the history lesson about our names being Amos and Andrew. More on that later. Um, you gotta, you just keep thinking the world's against you because you're black. Get over it. I was like, oh fuck this movie. So they fight, and they like start wrestling over a shotgun in like the front yard over at the Gilman's house. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Allergies start kicking in. Hachu, And Andrew has the gun. And then he says, okay, there may be some truth to what you said. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Don't do not do this movie. Stop. And then Tracy Walter, that's right, Bob from uh, Batman shows up with his bloodhounds. Oh, boy, this is going to turn out great. Uh, the March shows up. They're in full oh, swing. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they kept calling for the twins, and the twins are two bloodhounds. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wait, they ain't never chased a man, man before. Ooh. Oh, I think the sheriff or the chief even says something to the march of like, go back where you belong. And I forgot to fuck this movie again. Uh, they then set Andrew Sterling's house on fire because uh, the marchers have the torches and then like the dogs get loose and knock over one of the marchers who drops the torch. Is that what and it, it, was? Ca- yeah. it like it, they fell like through the window and it caught the curtains and then the marchers are like, "Oh, see so you see the white people burning down this house. We all got to go right now." <laughs> yep. And then the yeah, the hounds uh lead to the Gilman's house as the car is leaving. Uh the blonde uh, pizza delivery chick, she gives the tape to the indie reporter. Uh, the, hands, the hounds start chasing Andrew, because, you know, that's what they're trained for, I guess. Um, and as I've written down, why why is Andrew out of the house? Uh, out of the Gilman's house? Right. They didn't even know he was there. But, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, but then Amos, you know, he's in the uh, the car, or, you know, he, he's in the car, chases after, has like an epiphany or whatever. 
uh, goes and like picks up Andrew like before the dogs can eat him or whatever. I I oh that's right no he gives the scent of the chief or whatever to the dogs then. That's right because yeah, apparently right. all the dogs scene. just fucking love him. Yeah, and then uh, yeah the chief's being interviewed, um, and then an indie reporter shows up with the tape, uh, and you know tells all the reporters about it and like wait what? And that's when the dogs show up and he's like chased off into the night. And then we fade to the ferry the next morning, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything to wrap this movie up. Uh, Amos and Andrew, they're uh, they're leaving the island. You know, they're just driving by in the car and catch that first ferry the fuck out of there. Uh, but then we see Andrew's wife. And... <gasps> she's black. <laughs> what? No, she's... Yeah, she's black. <gasps> uh, so yeah, then he just drops off Andrew there at the dock. Oh, yeah, gives him his watch back. And Andrew's like, no, keep it, brother. <gasps> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, beats up the wife, says, hey, that house is going to need a lot more work than we thought. <laughs> oh, they drive off. And we see Amos putting on shades. Canada, here I come. As he's heading south on I-95. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. oh! He couldn't find his way of a paper oh. bag. The lovable bum. And then roll credits as we listen to a song by Sir Fucking Mix-A-Lot. Specifically about this movie. That's right. Two <laughs> names were Andrew, Andrew oh. and Amos and they're here to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's, uh, that's Amos and Andrew, guys. Oh, God damn this movie. Babe, what'd you think? Fuck this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, so there were bad. a few moments where, like, I could sort of see what they were, like, trying to do, but that it was, they, they weren't accomplishing it. No, th- yeah, this movie is fucking rough. Like, I, like I say, we watched it a month, month ago, and we've been rescheduling and stuff with Wes and all that. We did not want to watch it a second time. Dude. Wes, thank you so much for apparently watching this movie two or three times to... <laughs> Do this episode. Told you it's his and... favorite fucking movie. He's just like, yeah. No. Most <laughs> and Andrew. Woo! I, like, I think he was just curious, the... like me too. Like, oh yeah, I seem to remember liking that early he's Nick Cage. He's got the poster. Stuff. He's yeah. got the deputy cutout figure in the corner of his room. Well, I mean, if you've seen the poster, you know why he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, this movie is rough. Uh, this probably yeah yeah you know what it's it's my least favorite nick cage i know i joke all the time that leaving las vegas was my least favorite nick cage movie (laughs) no this is worse than leaving far 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 worse i gotta see elizabeth shoes titties in the other one least favorite sam jackson movie i've seen to date (sighs) hold on i gotta i gotta remember he's been a lot of bad movies too i know he's been in spike lee joints no good deed was really bad that that was one with him and mia jovovich I mean, it was actually very similar. Oh, oh no, no, I'm, th- I'm thinking 45, the Mia Jovovich one I can't fucking stand. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably my least favorite Sam Jackson movie. Guys, if, if you have one that's worse, let me know. I'm not going to watch it. Right, let's know what just to avoid. <laughs> Thor Dark World? No, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's New Nicolas Cage in that. Oh, uh, I hope he comes back as the Ghost Rider. That'd be great. <gasps> <laughs> More on that in a future episode. Oh though. shit! Uh, babe, Steve. On that note, 
Sorry, I just had a, I just had a thought. I do own the DVD, and I still didn't want to watch this. <laughs> I got it for three bucks. Don't worry. It was at a used DVD place. <laughs> Don't worry. Nobody got paid for us owning this movie. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Emac, Emacs Fry still going to have to live off Foxcatcher residuals or something. <laughs> but, babe, on that note. Steve. We'll take a quick commercial break. <gasps> when we come back, we have more beer. What? Fun facts. <gasps> and what we learned from... Amos and Andrew. God damn it. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now there's so many podcasts out there how do i find the one for me for so long, I've searched for podcasts all over, but none of them seem to fit my needs. Where's my Nick Cage Pissing Fire podcast? Where's my monkey tickling? I couldn't find it anywhere until I found everything I learned from movies podcast with Steve Nizzy. And now I get to hear about all the monkey tickling I want, baby. So many podcasts out there are all talk and no Congo. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. Greatest Living Actor? Nicholas Cage, of course. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. One-liners, plot holes, gratuitous boobies. Fun fact, that's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. See if everything I learned from movies is right for you at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon. Free on all the major podcatchers. Hey everybody, this is Jason and Jeff and Blake. And we're the History of Bad Ideas podcast. And if you like hearing uh, geeks talk about Fisto from He-Man. Or zombies or dragons or zombie dragons. I was given copy to read, but it's a piece of crap. So if you just like any geek or any fun stuff, just listen. We drop every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Tangent Bound Network, or WeBeGeeksPC.com. Oh God, I'm out of here. And remember to wear a coat. Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From our favorite fandoms to the occasional girl talk in our ongoing book club. We bring everything to you with a feminine eye. You can find us on all of your favorite podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, and at our own website, nerdybitches.com. You can also find us at our new home on the Age of Radio Podcast Network, along with other great shows at ageofradio.org. Make sure to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you soon. Hi, this is Johnny Kim McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned From Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those were the greatest ads that I've read in the history of adding. Oh, she said it! Dear god, they were so much better than this fucking movie. Oh, boy. Oh, babe, I don't know about you. There were ads like that doing in a movie like this. 
Oh my god, I just realized, 1993. You know what else Sam Jackson was in the, that same year? What, Steve? Hold on to your butts. <gasps> Part yeah. of the Jackson Renaissance. <laughs> the Jackson Renaissance. The Jackson Renaissance. Yeah, you basically went from this to Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. I hope you didn't get the fucking bends. <laughs> you know what, I'm sure they were all just paychecks, like when he did them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, what are you guys doing this week? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, babe, I don't know Steve. about you. I could use another fucking beer. <laughs> I need another fucking beer. Oh. Do we need shots? <laughs> I mean, uh, this seems pretty strong enough. Uh, from Ketos Brewing, we have their Imperial Stout, oh. 11% <gasps> alcohol by volume. It has a wolfy puppy on it, Steve. It's a cute little puppy. It's a little wolfy puppy. It goes woof, woof, woof. And uh, Matop? Oh, it's top. Nice. Well, wolfy puppies and Nicholas Cage are going to come up later this month, too. Yeah! <laughs> Alright. Wow, that is like too full. <laughs> yeah. And the poor? Oh, this is a beautiful dark beer. Light barely passes through it. It has a gorgeous khaki colored head. Lots of medium sized bubbles. Medium sized bubbles make me happy. Ooh. Yeah, just the. Ooh! Ooh, yeah, nice. Chocolatey. This, this smells like if you spilled bourbon, bourbon yep. on a brownie. Yeah. Super chocolatey. Oh. Like, oh, God. Oh, Steve, what if we replaced fruitcake with a brownie and we just kept dunking it in rum and bourbon mm. over and over? And I over. say we try it out. And we just kept doing it over oh. and over right. and over until I just... Ah! Yeah, it's like a bourbon brownie. It's, it's fucking delicious. Nice uh, mm. malt forward. We still get a little bit of, like, the... The sharpness, like, from the, the chocolate and the hops, I guess, or just yeah, some sort not, of chocolatey notes, I guess. It's not cloyingly sweet. It's definitely, yeah. like, well-balanced, like it's dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. Is this one of those we got a six-pack or just a single? I think we just got a single for that mm -hmm. one. Oh, because, yeah, it was probably one of the, like, $9 yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <sighs> so that's Ketos Imperial Stout. Mm. Oh, babe, would you be interested in any fun facts? I don't know. Are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. Well, let's find out. <laughs> Alright, babe, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, jeez. What do you think the critics thought of Amos and Andrew? Well, Steve, I am going to hope the critics agree with me on this, and I'm going to have to go with my super generous 17%. It is exactly 17% with the critics. But, of course, nobody gives a fuck about the no, critics. No, fuck those critics. What about that audience? How many crackers God. like this movie? Uh, I'm going to say 20%. 31%. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> See, what movie were we just watching where the critics were at 80% and the uh, audience oh. was 20? Oh, shit. Uh, was it The Collectors? I think it was The Collectors. Yeah, 1999's The Collectors. Uh, Casper Van Dien and Rick Fox. The hitman team you love mm. to hate. 80% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes with, like, 4 out of 5 reviews, and, like, 20% with the audience, because it is bad. Coming soon! Uh -oh. Woo! Uh, no budget given. Babe, any guesses on the worldwide gross for this one, though? $7. Close, $9.7 million. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, Samuel L. Jackson pleads to Nicolas Cage to never call them Amos and Andrew. He can't explain it in the movie, but in the history of American pop culture, no program, uh, 
No program was both as popular and controversial as the Amos and Andy Show. The series, which ran on radio from 1928 to 1960, is perhaps the most popular radio series of all time. Although the show was extremely popular, because, you know, back then, uh, many African-American groups led by the NAACP charged that the characters were racist caricatures and demeaning to the black community and eventually led to the cancellation of the radio series and the removal of the TV show from syndication. The title of this movie is a giveaway that the satirical story is a reference to this history of black entertainment. Or it's just a stupid fucking... Anyway. Yeah, all right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you miss Andrew. There you go. <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, Andrew's play that he wrote, uh, Yo, Brother, Where Art Thou? was a twist on director John Lloyd Sullivan's fictional movie, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? in Sullivan's Travels, 1941, from which the title of the Coen's Brothers movie of the same name was adapted. All right, thanks, IMDb. That's really all I got in this movie. Not a lot of people uh, remember it or talk about it, but um, no, nobody wants to. Nobody, for good reason. Wants to. <laughs> well, babe, we reached the most important part. <gasps> what did we learn from Amos and Andrew? I I learned the hard hard truth. Really opened my eyes that not everything that Cage is in was good. You know, it's 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 a tough realization. It's, it's like. It's like when you figure out your parents don't know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> that hits. Yeah. How, how old were you when you realized that, babe? Oh, I was like five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like six or seven. Like, yeah. I have this very vivid memory of, like, sitting in a car seat in the back, like a booster seat. And like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, the, the, like, the knowledge of that, like, washing over me. <laughs> Damn. How about you, Steve? Uh, shit. I learned, um, when in doubt, just start shooting the fuck out of things. Woo! I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, and fuck the First Amendment. Fuck the First Amendment. Uh, let's see, anything else I learned? Oh, yeah, I really didn't like, uh, Dabney Coleman saying the N-word. Dude. <laughs> Not even a little bit. And, uh, God bless those guys for getting their Academy Awards right after this. Like, I... Right? I, I almost feel like it was a direct apology. Right, If yeah. they were you know, so deserving at the same time as well, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. this movie's rough, man. <laughs> oh, I also learned uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot needed money after uh, Baby Got Back still. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, babe. Steve. Thank you so much for watching this movie with me. Oh, thank you for watching this movie with me. And Wes, thank you for watching with us as well. Uh, yeah. We'll try to get you on a future episode when... You know, they bring the internet back to the, the Carolinas or wherever it is you live. Uh, yes, and Wes, I'm I'm sorry. I know this isn't your favorite movie. Yeah. My, my deepest, deepest apologies. Yeah. I can guarantee you this. The next movie you're on with us will be better. Woo! Gem in the holograms. That's only like 99.9% .9 of movies out there. So we're doing Bucky Larson Born to be a Porn Star? I mean, that's at least got Christina Ricci. Oh, uh, fuck that movie. <laughs> Uh, babe, uh, are you on social medias at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. You can find my goods and wares for sale over at untidyvenus.etsy.com. Guys, I just had a huge drop of new sew-on patches. Ooh. They're 100% cotton. I block printed them. They're inexpensive. They're punk rock looking. Sew on your favorite object and go. Uh, you can also find me on my Patreon at Untidy Venus over on Patreon. 
for $4 a month, you can join my Sticker of the Month Club. I mail you a sticker that I designed. It's waterproof. It's UV resistant. Stick it on your water bottle, your skateboard, your laptop. It's so much fun. Yeah. And Tidy Venus on Patreon. But Steve. Yes. Where can we find you? Oh, well, you can find us on all the major podcatchers under Everything I Learned from Movies. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at EILF Movies. That's Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. movies. I also have art popping up on Untidy <gasps> Venus, so be sure to check that shit out. Woo! Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Hey, everybody. Let's watch Unbearable Weight of Mass and Talent. Oh, thank God, yeah. Suburbian nightmare.